Well, good morning. Thank you for being here. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. All fall, all fall. Wow. I did that just for Ken because there's a little bit of all that white stuff out there. The grass still poking through, so it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Indiana snow. Who cares? Uh, it's good to be here in Michigan. Eventually, there will be real snow. Uh, that's when that's when my allergies go away. When we get like three inches of snow on the ground and it's it, they're gone until it melts, and then they're back. Oh well. Hey, that's more information than any of you really needed to know about me, but I gave it to you anyway, no charge. I want to thank you for uh, being here, participating with us uh, online. I'm uh, really glad that you decided to, uh, to take part in uh, worship. Uh, I'd like for us to pray. I, I, did, I found this prayer, so yes, it is a written prayer, so it may seem a little unusual. Uh, but I found this prayer, and I'm going, that's like exactly what I pray God will do every single Sunday we get together. Um, the, my, my heart's desire is that God shows up in a way that is obvious. Uh, because really, everything else we do is useless without Him. Amen. I mean, you can hang out with people anywhere. You don't need to do it in church. You can sing songs anywhere. Okay. I should probably stop preaching. I'm just going to pray. Dear Heavenly Father, reveal your great might and power to us. Because we are painfully paralyzed by your, our brokenness. Let your measurable grace and mercy quickly and completely heal us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory and power now and forever. Amen. We uh, are going to be looking at Luke chapter 2. Let me, let me read these words uh, from Luke chapter 2. You probably have heard them many times. Uh, they were made famous by a little guy with a blanket in uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special. So, yeah, some, some, some Peanuts fans in the crowd. All right. Uh, so here, and, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Christ, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. 
When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Here we go. How often has your life been changed directions without a moment's notice? You know, no warning. No, boom. It's different. Yeah, it's, things have happened. Uh, you knew, though, in that moment that nothing was ever going to be the same uh, again. Uh, you're sound asleep, perhaps at 3 in the morning, dreaming of your next vacation, and the phone rings. You know, there's very seldom good news when the phone rings at 3 in the morning. And everything changes in a moment. Yeah, you're doing chores around the house. The doorbell rings. Uh, and when you answer it, you know nothing's going to be the same ever again. Uh, I could go on and on with all kinds of lists. You know, the doctor says, uh, wow, we need to run some more tests. Whenever the doctor says, wow. Um, but it's not all bad. Uh, some of us will remember this from when we were much younger. Uh, it was a song that the, uh, a group called The Monkees sang, but it's also a song that was part of the uh, uh, soundtrack for the Shep, uh, Shrek movie. I thought love was only true in fairy tales, meant for someone else, but not for me. Love was out to get me. That's the way it seemed. Disappointed, haunted all my dreams. Then I saw her face. Now I'm a believer. Not a trace of doubt in my mind. I'm in love. I'm a believer. I couldn't leave her if I tried. Then I saw her face. Good things happen in a moment. But whether it's good news or bad news, good news or not such good news. When your life takes a surprising turn, you do know that nothing's ever going to be the same from this point on. That's what happened to these shepherds on that night so long ago. Business as usual for shepherds. They were hanging out, counting stars and sheep to make sure nothing had snuck in to get them. Uh, so that's, that was it. That's their job. That's what they did. That's how, that was their livelihood. They were just being shepherds. But in Rome, on the very same night, Caesar was probably asleep in his palace dreaming about all the taxes that were going to be collected soon because of this empire-wide census he had ordered. Uh, and the governor's who worked for Caesar were worried about how to keep him happy because they knew if he wasn't unhappy, they were unemployed. Uh, 
God's chosen people, the shepherds were part of the Jewish people, they, and, but the rest of, and all of God's chosen people, the Jews, were wondering, has the Lord forgotten his promises? When we haven't heard a peep from God in 400 years, my grandma didn't, my great-grandma didn't, my great-great-grandma didn't. I think if I go back a few, uh, you know, six or seven generations, there might have been somebody who heard somebody who heard a prophet. Nothing. 400 years, and we're sitting here enslaved, in occupied, uh, in, in occupied territory, live, living under the thumb of Caesar. Many of them were probably wondering, okay, yeah, all right, well, there was already the usual taxes, and now we have the census taxes, and you got the crooks who are collecting them, and how on earth are we going to pay all this? So here you have these guys at work doing their normal thing, going about their normal day, dealing with the normal worries of living in a country occupied by an enemy, uh, and wondering how to pay their taxes. And suddenly an angel appears. The glorious light of God's presence pierced the darkness, not only of that night, but also the brokenness of our world. And they were terrified. And the angel says, hey, don't, don't be afraid. I always like it. Angels always tell us when, when they show up in the Bible, it seems like the first words out of their mouth is, don't be afraid. Why can't they just be like, I understand that I am a terrifying person to see. I, I get it. But, you know, chill out. I'm on your side. Uh, but no, it's just always something like, don't be afraid. And he says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And then all heaven broke out, literally. Uh, suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Good news. Isn't always good. Good news troubles and disturbs the status quo. The angels are saying, hey, this is your Savior King's birthday. And the, the world as they knew it was never going to be the same. They, they hurried off to find Mary and Joseph and the baby, and it was just like the angels had said. And they went out and spread the story uh, of the angels and the newborn king, and they went back to work. But they were changed. They were transformed. They were different. They returned glorifying and praising God. No more worrying about how many stars there are hoping they could stay awake all night to take care of the sheep. No more counting the sheep. No more worrying about how to pay the taxes. They were praising and glorifying God. Never the same again. The key to healing our, our brokenness and the brokenness of the world began <clears throat> that night. Well, yeah, the key to that healing. The key to the, the, the healing process itself began clear back in the garden right after Adam and Eve uh, decided that they wanted to rebel against God. But the key to 
bringing healing to our brokenness and to this broken world was laying in a manger that night. Now part of me keeps asking or wondering, I keep coming back to the angel's song, the angel choir song, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Where is the peace? Yeah, quick reminder, I just want you to look at this year of chaos and calamity. Uh, a new virus, well, not new to the world, but new to the human race. We've never been a, a susceptible to this before, and it's a sometimes deadly disease and sometimes no big deal. And if you're old, like some of us, it's a more of a big deal. Although, even old people with health problems can have a case that's no big deal. And a young person in their 20s who's very healthy can die from this stuff. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen. And the moment you start thinking, oh, okay, I'm okay, you probably aren't. Uh, there was a call for masks and social distancing. Uh, and then there was a revolt, uh, at least verbally and some, in some actions, there was revolt against the executive mandates. And uh, there, there was, uh, by, did you know this? There were so many tropical storms and hurricanes in 2020, we went through the entire English alphabet and started into the Greek alphabet to give them names. Wow. You know, we've been thinking about the, the, the pandemic and there have been hurricanes all over the, the, the ocean and coming onto land. Of course, in Michigan, we don't worry about hurricanes. Uh, by the time they, anything that resembled a part of the hurricane gets to us, it's just a big storm at best. Uh, but we've gone through the probably one of the most vicious and divisive elections that, that's, uh, well, it's not, still not settled. Uh, it, it's still unsettled. And, and, and so where's the peace? <clears throat> now, there are hints of it here and there. There are good things happening. Uh, but still, I'm left to wonder where, where is the peace those angels sang about? And as I thought about it, I have begun to think that perhaps, maybe, probably, we're searching for what we want instead of what they were singing about. So we look for security and comfort. Thinking that if I feel safe and secure, and I'm comfortable, then that's peace. Well, not maybe, possibly, but not sure. You see, we long for comfort and consistency, believing that peace has to be there. But the angel's good news, the angel's good news that night troubles and disturbs the status quo, and the world as we know it will never be the same again. We wander around thinking we all ought to get along. And then there comes Jesus who said things like, 
you thought, think I came to bring peace? No, I came to bring a sword. From this point on, there, there's going to be a dividing line. Jesus' presence demands that we choose a side, that we publicly take a stand, that we, 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 we say whose side we're on. Will you stand with the Savior King or with some lesser royal note wannabe? Or will you just be your own king or queen? The line has been drawn. A line has been drawn through history and nothing will ever be the same again. The a decision has to be made. You can't just ride the fence because the fence won't let you ride it. We can't find what we're looking for because we're not looking for the right things. This morning as I was reading... Uh, my uh, in, in my private time in my time with Jesus uh, I was in Isaiah chapter 43 where God says to the people of Israel don't be afraid I am with you when not if when you go through the deep waters you won't be drowned don't be afraid I'm with you when you go through the fire, you're not going to be consumed. Don't be afraid. I am with you. We like to get out of the storms for peace. We think that peace is, is like being outside where everything is calm and cool, outside of all the storms and the conflicts. But what if peace is the peace that they sang about is really the peace of knowing that no matter what the craziness is around me he's with me listen to what the angels sang that night they sang glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests Peace to those on whom his favor rests. His favor, that's his grace. That's his love and desire to do what's best and most helpful for us. His grace is extended to everyone. He doesn't play favorites. So the question becomes, where does his favor rest? On whom does his favor rest? If he offers his faith, his favor to everyone, why isn't it resting on everyone? His grace gives us all the ability to respond. A line has actually been drawn through eternity. And nothing will ever be the same. King Jesus' presence demands that we choose a side. We choose to, to with, by His grace, we choose to say yes to Him. Nothing will ever be the same. Which frankly is good news because everything's broken. We are broken. And he's come to fix us. So where does his 
favor, his grace rests. He rests on the folks who say, I'm broken, help me. This world is broken. How can I help fix it? How can I bring healing? How can I do your work, your way? How can I learn to think and love and act like Jesus? We're all broken. But Jesus came, Jesus comes, and Jesus will come to restore us. So the question is, will you embrace His grace? Will, uh, will you welcome His favor so that it can rest on you, even though it's going to turn things upside down? Or actually, right side up. It's just not what we're used to. Are you willing to serve as an outpost for, of peace, God's peace, in a torn and broken world? That's the question. Not where is the peace. The peace is available right now, but will I receive it and will I share it? After his conversion, Saul began preaching about Jesus. Preaching in the synagogues of Damascus, <coughs> excuse me, saying, He is Jesus, is indeed the Son of God. Now, all those who heard him were amazed. Isn't this the same man who caused such devastation among Jesus' followers in Jerusalem? And didn't he come here to our city to arrest, uh, arrest them and take them and change back to the leading priest? Saul's preaching became so powerful, the Jews in Damascus couldn't refute his proofs that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. And so after a while, some of the Jews plotted together to kill him. just going to remind you of something. Good news really disturbs the status quo. Especially God's good news. So they were watching for, for Saul day and night at the city gate so they could murder him. But Saul was told about their plot. So during the night, some of the believers lowered him in a large basket through an opening in the city wall. And so Saul went back to Jerusalem. And when he arrived in Jerusalem, he wanted to meet with the believers. And they're all going, are you nuts? You know, my grandma's in jail because of you. My husband's dead because of you. They had no desire to meet with him. But then a guy named Barnabas brought him to the apostles 
and told them how Saul had seen the Lord on the way to Damascus and how the Lord had spoken to Saul. He also told them that Saul had preached boldly in the name of Jesus in Damascus. Damascus. So Saul stayed with them. They welcomed him and he stayed with the apostles and went all around Jerusalem with them, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. He debated with some Greek-speaking Jews, but they tried to murder him. And when the believers heard about this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him away to Tarsus, his hometown. Listen to this. The church had peace throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria, and it became stronger as the believers lived in the fear of the Lord. And with the encouragement of the Holy Spirit, it also grew in numbers. Blinding light knocks a guy off of his donkey on, his, on the way to Damascus, and nothing's ever going to be the same again. Not for him, not for the church. Dr. Tim Rail, who's a friend of mine and a friend of us, of our congregation, points out that there are two kinds of peace. There's the peace that we always look for. There's the peace of pleasing all the people all the time. It's kind of like fooling all the people all the time. You can't do it. It's not going to happen. It's an impossibility. But we're always looking for it. If everybody's happy, then it's okay. Well, you ain't never going to get all, excuse me, you ain't never going to get everybody happy. Because there'll be at least one holdout who says, well, I'm mad because everybody's happy. Don't they realize what's going on? I, you know, it's just, it's the way it is. Uh, but on the other hand, there's a peace created by all the people, uh, all the church in particular, focusing on one purpose, the two great commandments and the great commission. And it be putting it into action. And this is the kind of peace the church experienced in this passage. It is the peace that we should seek. That's what Dr. Tim Rylson says to us. I, I once... Even in the middle of all of this, yes, the great persecutor Saul had turned his... had said yes to Jesus and started following him and become a powerful preacher and had gone back to a city in Tarsus and so uh, we might think that persecution had stopped but why didn't they put him on a boat to go back to his hometown because people wanted to kill him I don't think people stopped wanting to kill Christians just because Paul left town but then the church knew peace the peace of knowing if we do what Jesus wants, we're part of building his kingdom. We're part of bringing healing to this world. We may not see it all completed right now, but it is going to be completed. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time for us to stop looking for peace in all the wrong places. So I invite you to pray with me. Jesus, Prince of Peace, Savior King, Healer, Master, 
and we've been looking for peace on our terms without inviting your grace to rest on us. We've envied the rich thinking they possess the security and peace that we covet. We've despised anyone with differing opinions, assuming they're trying to control our lives. The thoughts in our hearts and words on our lips drip with anger and rage. Holy Spirit, we need your help badly. Help us to trust the Lord despite our unfulfilled desires for what we call peace. Inspire us to really hope, to live in expectation and in the realization that you are present with us even in the waters, even in the floods, even in the fires. We recognize our need to trust the Lord with all we have. We confess that we don't really honestly delight in you, Lord. We prefer your blessings of comfort and security. Forgive us. Cleanse us. Heal our broken places. Make us an outpost. Make us out individually outpost. And make us as a congregation an outpost for your kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy. Amen. I want to thank you for connecting with us and being here with us. Uh, again, don't forget, next Sunday, uh, December 20th, we're going to celebrate communion together, no matter where we are. Um, if you plan to participate, uh, you can stop by next Saturday afternoon between 2 and 4 to, for a drive-through distribution. To make that go as smoothly as possible, if, if you could, like, some way, yeah, message us on Facebook or uh, it, yeah, that's probably the easiest thing. To, or you can, call. you can leave a message on the answering machine here. We will check that as well. That way, if you say, you know, I need, I need four cups, well, four of those little packages, so we can, for people in my family, we can have it all set and marked for you, and you can, you can roll down your window, and, well, we won't throw it at you, okay? But you can pick it up. Uh, if you uh, prefer just to avoid even that much contact, which is fine, uh, you can uh, get the, uh, the uh, bread and the juice uh, for, uh, for your, yourself and your family uh, with your grocery order. However you're doing that. So, go out in peace. Have courage. Hold on to what is good. Return blessings for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor everyone. Love and serve Jesus, rejoicing in the power of his Holy Spirit. 
you are sent, go with Jesus. <laughs>